Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I want to start this episode off by thanking everyone for listening last week to the interview with Moira Ward. It was a great episode and I got a lot of great feedback and a lot of people really enjoyed listening to Moira, so I'm so glad that I got to share that. Please don't forget to check out some of her links that I left in the show notes last week so that you can follow her and see what she's up to with her writing adventures. I would also like to humbly request that you leave me feedback if you're enjoying the show. You can leave that on iTunes or whatever other source that you're listening to the podcast on, and that helps me grow and that helps me see that people are enjoying what they're hearing. So in September, we are talking about homeschooling high school and what that might look like for different people. And the first week we talked about self-directed learning. And next we talked with a great storyteller, Moira Ward, about her self-directed education and her writing experiences. And today I want to talk a little bit about parenting and homeschooling high school. This is a topic that certainly isn't new, and it certainly crosses all ages, not just high school. But this is something that has come up recently in the media, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it because I think it's really important, not only for all high schoolers, whether or not you're homeschooling or not, but I think in the homeschooling world that this may be a little bit more relevant in some ways, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Now, I don't know if you have heard about this term Obviously, you've talked, you've heard about helicopter parents and things like that. And there was a new term coined called lawnmower parents. And this was shared by a teacher, an anonymous teacher on some site. I'm not even sure where it was shared, but it's been shared multiple times since then. And basically what it says, and this is a quote, Lawnmower parents go to whatever lengths necessary to prevent their child from having to face adversity, struggle, or failure. Instead of preparing children for challenges, they mow the obstacles down so kids won't experience them in the first place. Now, this is very interesting and absolutely true. I do think that a lot of parents, obviously coming from a place of love and caring, definitely want to mow down those obstacles and prevent their children from dealing with hardships or difficulties. I get that. We, I think we can all get that. But unfortunately, that is to the detriment of our children in many ways. Children need to learn to overcome adversity on their own. They need to problem solve. They need to be able to think critically They need to be able to deal with rejection or hardship or hard feelings or frustration. They need to be able to work with others, whether they're peers or adults. And they need to figure these things out themselves. And I think so many times we are trying to take that burden on ourselves as parents to help our children. But in the long run, I don't think it's helping. I have been hearing recently an audio book with Peter Gray, as well as another uh, book I was listening to by, I think, Ken Robinson. And it was talking about how numerous times college professors are getting phone calls from not their students, but from their parents complaining about 
a bad grade they got or the student didn't understand a, a question or an assignment that they had. And the parents were calling the professors trying to get more information or trying to negotiate a better grade. And the college professors are just floored by this and are like, what is going on here? Your student needs to be doing this. And in one case, I think it was Peter Gray that said the parent actually said, oh, well, they just don't have time for that. So I'm doing it for them. And, and I'm laughing because this, I think, is an epidemic. Like so many parents want to help their children. Obviously, again, like I said, from a pace, place of love and caring, it is not a good thing. This is how children become independent. I, obviously, everybody is different, but I remember starting in middle school, I started working. I started working a job because I wanted money to be able to do my own thing. I remember in high school working 20, 25 hours a week and still being involved in not many, but a few extracurriculars and still balancing my schoolwork. I remember going to college and honestly, my parents, not, and this isn't anything bad against them, but my parents didn't do a single thing with helping me apply to colleges, apply for scholarships, any of those kinds of things. I did that all on my own. Honestly, the only things my parents helped me with was driving me to the college. They drove me to college. They dropped me off. They said, have fun. And that was it, in all, in all honesty. And partly because they expected me to be able to figure a lot of this stuff out myself. They expected me to be able to take care of my needs. And that was a good thing that I became a very independent person. I didn't, I didn't lack for anything. And that made me to be a very independent, successful person in, in the long run. On the flip side, not a lot at that point. I'm dating myself, but this was like 25, 30 years ago. There was not as many as now, but there were students that came to college. They couldn't do their laundry. They couldn't go out and get food for themselves. They didn't know how to balance a checkbook. They went home on the weekends to get their laundry done. They didn't know how to budget their time for assignments, and they would freak out when they had all this stuff due and they didn't do well and they got poor grades in the beginning because they just had no idea how to manage their time or how to manage their work. I saw that and it's really stressful. And again, it wasn't so much that they they didn't have the, the brains to do it. It was that they never had the opportunity to do it. They always had a parent doing all of that stuff for them. And in this day and age, you see that a lot more. It's prevalent. It's an epidemic, I would say. I have to admit that I have fallen into that trap myself. There are things that I want to research to death for my kids so that they have all the information possible. And I've had many discussions recently, not only with my kids, but my friends saying that I'm falling into the same trap. I'm catching myself and I am falling into this trap of trying to find out all this information or all the steps or whatever it is. I'm letting them do it, but I'm doing the upfront work. And I shouldn't be doing the upfront work. They should be doing that. I can help them. I can support them. But I shouldn't be doing it all. They need to be doing it all. It's part of the learning process. And that's 
the learning process they need to go through. They need to succeed. They need to fail. They need to see what is easy for them, what is hard for them, so they can learn from it. Obviously, as homeschoolers, we can see how this is all related to education. It's all related to learning and how they move forward and how they get what they need, not only as a growing adult, but also for their education. One of the things that was interesting just today was my son, who is in college. He is working on really probably his first big research topic for one of his classes. And he came to me and said, okay, so I need to look up all these academic journal articles and I need to make sure that I'm doing the proper citation and I need to look up the, you know, the author and the publisher and the date and, you know, all that information. And I'm nodding and I'm saying, okay. And he said, are you going to help me with that? I had a couple choices at that point. I could jump right in and I could go through the whole process with him. I could have said, nope, you're on your own. But what I did do was I said, well, how far have you gotten so far? And he looked at me and he kind of had this weird grin and said, well, I'm still trying to find my topic. And so I laughed and I said, you come up with your topic. You go through and you find whatever resources you need to find for that. You go through and you figure out whatever you were asked for. I don't know what you were asked for by your instructor. You find out all the information that you can. And when you hit a wall and you can't find out anymore, then come to me and ask me for my help. And he kind of had a funny grin on his face and he said, okay. I think he came to me for two reasons. One, normally he knew that I'm a research junkie. So he wouldn't, he knew that I would probably jump in and help him. Also, he was kind of being lazy. He kind of thought that, oh, if I can just ask her to help me with this, then I don't have to do so much work. And he was right on both accounts because I have done that in the past. But this time I needed to say, you need to figure this out. This is part of the learning process. So he's working on that now and I haven't heard back from him yet. So we'll see if I hear back from him or not. But I think that this is really telling and that kids really are so used to us doing so much for them now that they just automatically come ask whether or not they can do it themselves They come to us because it's easier. It's easier if mom or dad will do that for us. And so many times we have done it for them. And I am, this is my mission, is that I really want parents to stop doing so much for their children. I want them to be instilled with the confidence and the empowerment to do it on their own. I think they learn so much more when they work through things on their own. Yes, it will be difficult. Yes, it will be frustrating. Yes, sometimes they will hit a wall where they can't get any further. And that's when you can step in. That's when you can step in and help them. Honestly, kids have been coddled so much throughout the years. And I use that word Because as a very generalized kind of term, but I don't think very many people can argue that we are a culture really of coddled children. And obviously there are a lot of us that don't do that and there are a lot that do. I'm saying that not really to be disrespectful or to criticize. I'm saying it is because 
we have been doing it out of love and we need to stop. It's really hurting them in the long run. Over and over and over, I have heard from adults telling me that they are hiring these young people for jobs or they are talking with them for interviews and they are astounded at their lack of problem solving that they're able to do. They are not able to articulate uh, the processes that they've gone through or would go through to solve a problem. They just don't have the independence to be able to start a project and go through everything and finish the project. They are jumping from job to job. They are lasting at jobs maybe a year, maybe two years at the most, oftentimes maybe just a few months. And it's partly because they're getting bored, partly because they don't, they get to a point where, oh, that's getting difficult, so I'm going to change jobs. Now, obviously, again, that's a generalization. That's not everyone. But it is happening, and people are talking about it, and it is in the it's in the news. It's you know, articles that you're reading on the Huffington Post. It's it's out there. And I don't know. People keep saying that, oh, it's this generation. Well, we've created this generation. We have something to do with this. We have to take responsibility for that. So what can we do now to change that? What can we do now to turn the corner? I think a couple key things. I think one, we need to let our children solve their own problems. We can't be mowing down everything in front of them to make it easier for them. We need to let them go through the process. They need to be able to fail. They need to be able to succeed. They need to be able to figure things out on their own and learn from them. I also think we need to encourage our kids to take responsibility for more than just themselves. They need to take responsibility for things that affect others. Now, obviously, they need to take care of themselves first, and that's the priority. But beyond that, they need to take responsibility for something outside of their own little world. Because I think that is another key for learning so much about themselves, as well as being accountable to others and something outside of themselves, something bigger than themselves. Whether that is working a job, whether that is volunteering, whether that is giving service in some way, I think that is really important, which we're going to talk more about in the next episode next week. But for now, it's just something to think about. Think about taking on more responsibility outside of themselves. And lastly, this is more of a personal preference, I suppose, but I really think there needs to be more consequences for actions, especially with teens, especially with teens. Because I think that in this busy world, we, are, we have so much going on, especially with multiple children and outside activities and just life in general, that we really forego consequences in many cases. When the children forget to do something, there's no consequences. When they don't follow instructions or they don't complete an assignment or they don't follow through with things, there oftentimes is little consequences. And I think we as parents are mostly responsible for that. We need to be accountable for providing those consequences in some way, whether that is 
pointing out natural consequences, such as if you don't follow through with your homework, you can get a bad grade. Or something a little bit more serious or a little bit bigger with, if you don't follow through with this group project with with your group of peers that you're working with, then everyone fails and you all get a bad grade. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen with how they feel about you not fulfilling your part of it? What's going to happen with your grade for that class? What's going to happen with the instructor with what they see as you not following through? There's multiple things going on there. But again, the parents can't make excuses. The parents can't say, oh, that's okay. Let's push that out. Let's be have it due in a, an extra couple weeks. We shouldn't always be doing that. Obviously, there's an occasional extenuating circumstance. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about on a regular basis, we always make allowances for our kids and excuses and let them get away with things that we really shouldn't let them get away with. And again, I'm talking from a place of experience here with four children and two of them, three of them now being teenagers. Kids learn from that. Kids learn from having consequences. Sometimes they are really hard consequences, not only for the kids, but for you yourself, because you don't want to deal with the consequences sometimes. For example, you tell the kids they need to get XYZ done, they don't follow through, and your consequence was, you don't do this, we don't go on this trip, or we don't do this fun thing. So when they don't follow through and they don't get it done, you suffer as well because you wanted to do this fun thing or you wanted to do this trip. But if you let them get away with that and make excuses for it and still go on the trip, what have you done? You've shown the kids that it's okay that you didn't do that and you didn't follow through. We're going to do the fun thing anyway. But when you make that hard decision of saying, nope, we're not doing this, I have seen personally the chances of them not following through in the future go down. That is much less. And it's a hard lesson to learn for not only the children, but the parents as well. But it is key and it is important. So today may have seemed a little bit like a soapbox for me. And if that's the case, I apologize. But I do think the message is valid and it's important. And I hope that some people have found some value in that and given you a little bit to think about and perhaps even make some change. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you'll know when the next episode is released. And please check me out on Instagram at Latte Books to Read where I share homeschool information as well as lots and lots of different kinds of books that are of interest to us. And check me out on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines podcast. My website is learningoutsidethelines.com where you can also listen to the podcast and check out the show notes. So until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.